Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. I am so excited to share with you this week's guest Q&A episode with my friend Leah. We are talking about all things feeding healthy families. We give you dozens of ideas on healthy, easy dinners, lunches, breakfast, tips on picky kids, feeding kids with different preferences. It is a jam-packed episode with a ton of ideas, and I know you're going to love our conversation as much as we had fun recording it. Just a quick disclaimer before we jump into the episode, there are some kid sounds towards the end. You can still hear us both very clearly, but we're both busy mamas and all of our kiddos came home or woke up from naps at the end of the episode, so you might hear some kid sounds just to let you know ahead of time, it is probably easier to listen via headphones. Otherwise, you should be able to hear us well enough, and I know that the content is going to be super helpful for you. So without further ado, here is my Q&A on Feeding Healthy Families with Leah. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I am so excited for another guest Q&A today. Our sweet Danielle is on maternity leave right now with her new baby girl. I can officially say that because she had her baby girl very recently. So I have on my in real life friend, Leah Gallagher with me today, and we are going to talk all about 
feeding a healthy family. This is a topic that I get asked about often and where I talk a lot about meal planning and meal prep and cooking and all that. We haven't really sat down and had a conversation about, or here on the podcast, I haven't sat down and had a conversation about kind of how we feed our family. And so I thought it'd be fun because I know that Leah also loves to feed her family and feed her family healthy food. She's just as passionate about cooking as I am. She shares some incredible recipes over on her Instagram. I thought it'd be fun to have a conversation. And for those of you, I, I don't think I shared how we know each other, but we met each other. What was it like? Th- was it three years ago now? It was our, both of our girls were babies. Uh, four. Cause four Olivia years ago. Will be five yeah. in May. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Cause they're about six months apart. Right. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. Ren is October. Yeah. They're about six months apart. And so we met through a mobs group at both of our former churches when Leah has since moved away. And actually I have two. So, um, we met through a mops group, which is mothers of preschoolers. If those of you, um, don't know what mops stands for, and we've stayed connected over on social media and, uh, I'm just so excited to have you on Leah. So if you want to introduce yourself and who you are and what you are excited about, Yeah. Thanks so much, Chris. I'm so excited to be here. So hi, everyone. My name is Leah. I am a wife and mama to three little girls, uh, four, two, and 10 months old. I am... I was a registered nurse before I decided to stay home with my girls and I'm loving it since then. I'm a beauty counter consultant on the side and I have always enjoyed cooking and good quality food for as long as I can remember. I was fortunate to grow up in a household where my mom did all the cooking. <laughs> so I learned a lot from her. And one of my passions is truly just sharing with people that eating healthy can be tasty and good for you. And it doesn't have to be super complicated. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I'm a hundred percent with you on all of that. And I have, I love that I have tasted your food in person and you are a fantastic cook. So <laughs> well, thanks. I, you too. <laughs> so this is, this is fun. You know, it's rare other than, you know, I think I've recorded with my, I've recorded with my sister and I've recorded with my best guy friend, but it's rare that I have conversations with people I actually know in real life. So it's really fun that we have sat together. We've enjoyed many meals together and we can kind of talk about how we make all this happen with our families. You have one extra kid than I do. Um, and you've got little ones too. So I think you're going to have a really good perspective on feeding the littler ones. And I mean, I actually, I don't really have anything to say about feeding my eight-year-old. She's like the easiest ever. It's my four-year-old. That's, yeah, the four-year-old. <laughs> that's, that's going to be the answer to, uh, to most of these questions. <laughs> so, so we asked questions, um, just like every other Q and a episode from our community. And we asked all of you what questions you had on feeding a healthy family. And so some of, some of these rec- recipes, wow, I'm already, jumping in. Some of these questions are um, kind of related, but I am going to kind of just ask the questions and we can share what, how we feed our families and kind of what works for us. So this is going to be super casual, but hopefully all of you will get some good ideas and inspiration from our own experiences feeding our families. Are you ready to jump in? I'm ready. All right. So The first question, um, and these aren't in order of how I got the questions. I kind of moved these around so they all kind of make sense. But the first question is, how do you feed different ages together? So I'm assuming kids that are different ages. I kind of want to refer to you for this one 
because <laughs> you have one extra kid than I do. I only have two, um, but you have three kids at three different ages. So how do you manage feeding different ages altogether as a family? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a great question. First of all, I do a lot of the baby led weaning approach to eating. So my younger kids, when they're little and they start eating solid foods, a lot of times I take the meal that us adults and the older kids are eating and I just kind of deconstruct it for them. So for example, like I love bowls of any sort, right? Like Greek bowls or pulled pork bowls or whatever. So if I did a pulled pork bowl, all I do for my kids sometimes is I deconstruct it. So I like all my toppings together on one bowl. And sometimes kids are weird about that, you know, like they like things separate. So for my older toddlers, like the four and two-year-olds, I'll just put some things on the side, like the pulled pork or the rice or the slaw, you know, and then the cheese. And I don't put it all together. And then for my baby, what I do is I just cut up little pieces of it and offer it all scattered on her plate and let her kind of feed herself. And what she eats, she eats. And what she doesn't, I don't stress about it. Yeah, I think I just keep offering it. It's kind of the rule of thumb. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so funny because I, I sent you all these questions beforehand. So you have all the questions rounded up and I made some notes in the document, but I have no idea where your answers are going to be. And my answer is like basically exactly the same. As <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we, we've done the same thing. We very much did with, um, with Ren, at least with my younger, my four-year-old we've done more of a baby or we, we did now she's four, but we did more of a baby led weaning approach as well. So when she was really young, we did something very similar. We would deconstruct the meal. I've always been a big fan of everyone eats the same meal. Like I don't believe in being a short order cook. I've been a short mm -hmm. order cook and it's stressful. And I don't think parents need to be short order cooks. Absolutely. So, I hundred percent yeah. agree. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we did the same thing. We just kind of deconstruct it we also love bowls. And so it'll be, you know, just kind of putting it out there for them. I love it too. When, now that they're a little bit older and they both have their own food preferences. And I think we'll talk about this a little bit more after too, but I like to kind of put everything out and, uh, and allow them to kind of pick and choose what they want to put on their plate. And I think when they have the choice to be able to choose what they want, oftentimes they will choose more things than, you know, if I were to put it all in one bowl together, because I agree, kids can be kind of weird about that. And a lot of them yep. don't like things mixed all together. And so we'll kind of let them pick and choose and put things together in the case of a bowl, something like that. And then, yeah, when they were young, we would just sort of deconstruct it. And sometimes we would do things a little bit different for our little one. And, and like I said, we did this more often, more with Ren with Sage, we did kind of a mix of purees and baby led weaning. I was more of a nervous first time mom. And I was like afraid she was going to choke on everything. Ren, we just kind of started handing her. <laughs> started just, she was um, sitting actually. I want to say this was after a mops meeting. I remember she was nine months old and she was sitting on the counter in the kitchen of the church that we did mops at. And she was eating goldfish. And somebody like made some, it wasn't a rude comment or anything, but somebody made a comment of her sitting on like just eating goldfish and like, oh, my kids would have never eaten goldfish and I, at nine months or at, at that age. And I was like, I don't think I would have, I definitely would not have fed <laughs> this to Sage. 
at that age. And it was just sort of, you know, like she needed to be kept occupied and she would just put them in her mouth and let them dissolve. She didn't really have very many teeth to chew them up. And I'm like, hmm, maybe that's not, don't take my advice for safety for children when it comes to giving a nine month old goldfish, <laughs> probably not the safest choice. Let's be real. But it's, it's kind of funny. We did more, way more of a baby led weaning approach with her. And we would do little things like if we were to eat something with sweet potatoes, we would do like sweet potato fries for her and she would have like homemade sweet potato fries. So Mm -hmm. every so often we would do things like that for her, especially in the very beginning. So she could kind of hold on to it and eat it that way. But for the most part, we also did. Um, We also did that. And we, we still do that to, to this day. We kind of all eat the same meal, but for the most part, they kind of get to choose what they want. Totally. And I, I will say like, I do, I do think even with all my girls, I did do kind of a mix of baby led weaning and purees until they can, they show that chewing a little bit, you know? So only for like the first, the very beginning. And then they they tend to catch on a little quickly with the tongue thrust Mm -hmm. and everything. And then I'm like, all right, whatever's on our plate, you're just getting it (laughs) because it's way easier that way. And then I also think it helps them um, acquire, like have a really diverse palate. Yeah. Like lots of different types of foods. Yeah, I agree. I know my mom's made that comment a couple of times that she's like, your kids eat so many different flavors and foods that like you guys never would have eaten. And I'm like, you know, I think it's just because we've given them different types, different foods, different flavors, lots of different cuisines. I love, you know, you mentioned Greek bowls or pulled pork bowls. I love, I love barbecue. I love Mediterranean food. I love Middle Eastern food. I love Indian food. I love all different types of Asian food. And we've given them all different flavors from when they were really young and whether or not they like it, they have tried different foods. And I think that that does, even if they're not as into them right now, which we'll talk about, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, they are still, you know, getting the exposure to those, you know, to those different flavors and different textures and things like that. Um, and you mentioned too, that, you know, if, if they don't want to eat it, they just, they don't eat it. You keep offering it anyway. And we do that too. And I think that that's really important that, you know, we continue to offer the foods, even if they're younger and they might not go for it as they get older, they might, they might start enjoying Mm -hmm. that. I guess that's more of a picky food question or answer. I'm kind of going into the next question. So why don't we go into the next question? (laughs) The next question was a really good one um, as well. And it was tips on getting nutrition in kids when they don't like most foods. So are your, do you have, are any of your girls, like, I don't like using the P word, but more selective than, than your other girls. <laughs> I, I like to say they all go through quote picky phases, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and I feel like that kind of usually peaks around three, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. You know, they all start off as babies. My kids eat everything and anything <laughs> I put on their plate. And then at some magical toddler age, all of a sudden, they decide I don't like this that much, or I don't want to eat that. And so, yeah, they've all, the older two have all gone through that. And some of my two-year-olds probably, well, sometimes I feel like my four-year-old's more in that stage than my two-year-old, but. Every kid's a little bit different. I know. know. So, so then how do you, what are some of like your strategies for, and I should just mention too, that my kiddos are very similar. They've kind of gone through pickier phases and my older daughter, like I mentioned at the beginning, she eats pretty much everything, which I'm very grateful for. There are very few things she doesn't like. And she's like very adamant about those things she doesn't like and everything else she will at least try. But my four-year-old is still 
much more selective, not as picky as she used to be, but much more selective than my, than my eight-year-old. So what are some of your strategies or tips on getting nutrition into kids when they don't like most foods? You know, first of all, we kind of talked about offering multiple times. And I think one of the things I like to do is I usually have my kids try it at least once. If they don't like it, it's okay. Cause we all have foods we don't like. Right. So I don't know why I would expect my kids to like everything. Um, And then I think another great thing to do is offer it in different ways. So if you're offering, like, for example, say they don't like carrots or something like that, right? You can offer it in a different format. So instead of just offering it raw, you know, you can offer it with a dip, like a ranch or a hummus or something Mm -hmm. like that, or offer it roasted or offer it cooked in a different dish, right? I think that the kids are... Uh, very selective sometimes. And just sometimes textures really bother them. You know, if it's Mm -hmm. cooked, like they might like the raw carrot versus the cooked carrot, or they might not like if it's mushy. So I think uh, finding a different way to offer the same food is really helpful. And then also offering it more than once because your kid says once that they don't, they don't like a food doesn't necessarily mean they don't like the food, the food. I think you have to, you know, keep trying a few more times. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. And you know, it's funny because I think the same thing is true for us as adults, right? There are certain foods I know that I prefer. I prefer carrots cooked more than carrots raw, but I like carrots raw shredded in a salad. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, I think kids are the same way. So I love that piece of advice because it is sometimes just about offering things in a little bit of a different way, a little bit of a different format, maybe different spices to see, you know, if they will enjoy those foods in different ways. I know that my kids are both huge fans of roasted vegetables, so they will eat an entire tray of roasted broccoli between the two of them and fight over the last piece. My older daughter will eat raw broccoli. My younger daughter will not. So it's just those different ways. So I love that. Yeah, I think like that's for my really kids, solid advice. Broccoli. This is weird. My four-year-old loves just plain seamed broccoli. And then I roasted it and I was like, Oh, everybody loves roasted vegetables. And I offered it to them. And she was like, no, I just want plain broccoli. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. I'm like, two-year-old ate it. So like you said, it's okay. I I just kind of pick my battles and I think that it's a win if they like, like it one way. Great. You know, that's fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think accepting, and this is another question we'll, we'll get to in a minute, but accepting that our kids are going to have different preferences and we can't always please everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> it is okay if they're, you know, they, one of them likes it one way and one of them likes it the other way or doesn't like it that way. We do our best to serve our families as well as we can, but sometimes, you know, serve our whole family, I mean, as well as we can, but sometimes just one of them's going to eat the broccoli that night and that's okay. Um, and so I guess, I, I mean, I love everything you said. And just to piggyback on that, I think one of the strategies that I hear a lot about is hiding foods so that like, oh, your kids, if your kids don't know that this is in there, you'll get extra nutrition in them. And I'm not a huge fan of hiding foods, mostly because if they don't know that they're eating broccoli, they're not going to know that they like broccoli. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> so I'm like, I want them to know and be a part of the be a part of enjoying those foods and choosing to eat those foods. But that being said, I do like to add extra nutrients in foods that I know that they already enjoy. So adding in vegetables, um, 
if any of you know Tasha from The Natural Nurturer, she was like one of my absolute first podcast guests. She's fantastic. She has this like she calls it the veggie loaded approach where she adds veggies to a lot of different meals. She has a great Instagram and a blog. And so I like taking her approach for some recipes and adding in veggies where I can but I don't necessarily hide them. The kids know that there are veggies in the meatballs. So Mm -hmm. there's one vegetable, um, one vegetable, one meatball with veggies in it. My kids love it's a, it's a Turkey meatball with like middle Eastern spices and uh, shredded sweet potato. And we'll serve it with tahini sauce over top. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually it's a curry. It's curry that I use in that. I'm like, which, what is in my recipe? This one is my recipe. (laughs) It's a curry. They're like curried spice meatballs with shredded sweet potato. You can see the sweet potato in it, but my kids like meatballs. And so they're a little bit more inclined to try it. And both of my kids do like sweet potatoes. Otherwise, it's not necessarily something that they wouldn't eat, but usually they'll go, oh, I like meatballs. And so they're more likely to try it because it is in meatball form. So sometimes encouraging them, I think, with something that is already something that they're already comfortable with rather than like putting a whole, you know, I don't know, baked sweet potato or something like that in front of them and being like, enjoy. And they're like, what is this thing? But, oh, it's a meatball. I'll try it in the meatball. And then they enjoy it. Um, We also love doing veggies and pasta sauce as well. Mm -hmm. And you can see the veggies in the pasta sauce. So again, it's one of those, you know, they're in there and they'll they'll go, what's in here? I'm like, oh, it's carrots and zucchini. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And they always enjoy it. And I know I'm only giving kind of meat examples here but those are two well, I do it in muffins let's see I did yes, like zucchini yeah. or carrots and muffins yeah and same exactly. thing because they opened the muffin and they were like mom what did you put in this <laughs> yes. and so I just told them because I agree yeah. I think when you if you don't first of all I like to be truthful with them but then second Wait, of all if yes, you're yeah. not telling them then how do they know they don't like it you know I mean yeah or that they do like it. Right, so I said, yes. oh, I put zucchini and carrots. And they're like, I don't like, you know, all my friends. I don't like zucchini and carrots. I said, well, you should at least try it. And then she mm-hmm. ate the entire muffin, of course, because it was delicious. <laughs> yes. And so yeah. then it just gave the opportunity for the next time. Like if I put zucchini in like a fried rice or something like that. And she said, I don't like zucchini. I said, well, you liked those muffins with zucchini. Why don't you try this? It kind of just was a nice way for her to kind of reference back and be like, oh, I did like that. Yeah. Like, you should try it. Yeah, I think that's a really that's a really good point too. Just going, you know, you you did enjoy it in this way, so maybe we can try it in this way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. The muffin example is great because I just made some oat flour muffins a few weeks ago, and I made them with Ren, my four year old, and she we did them three different ways. So she did blueberry lemon, and that's the ones I mm-hmm. thought she was going to enjoy because she loves blueberry. She loves lemon. She wants lemon on everything. This is like a phase she's in right now. She'll put lemon on plain rice and that's all she'll eat for dinner. That's another story for another day. That's that's her <laughs> new favorite thing. So I thought she was going to, and she did enjoy the blueberry lemon ones. We did chocolate chip, which she also enjoys. And then we made a spiced carrot, uh, not carrot, spiced su- sweet potato, sweet potato apple muffin. Again, I'm not sure what is in my own recipes, <laughs> but it was a sweet potato apple muffin. And I guess, I guess my MO is just putting sweet potatoes in everything. But she actually enjoyed that one the most out of all of them. And I just had her help me. And I think that's another strategy for encouraging kids who might say that they don't like anything or who might not be as interested in trying new things is have them help you in the kitchen. 
every time I have my kids help me in the kitchen, they're at least curious enough to try the recipe because they've been a part of it. And I know it's not always possible. You know, when both of my kids are home, it's next to impossible to because they both want to be in the kitchen with me at once. But when I have one of them at a time or one of them is occupied with something else, then I can bring one of them into the kitchen with me and they're more likely to try things too. So bringing kids in the mm-hmm. kitchen, I think, is a way to just encourage them to to eat new foods or to try new foods as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I love having the kids in the kitchen. Uh, it does take a little longer, so I just have to <laughs> yes. help to be messier. patient. But it's a great teaching tool. Uh, And just like a good life skill to learn how to cook. That's how I learned to cook. And so you learn from a young age using wholesome ingredients and how to do all those things. It's it's a great skill that a lot of people don't get to learn uh, at home. So. Yeah, no, it's it's so true. And, you know, my mom and I joke that she cooks more now than she did when I was a kid because she didn't really have a ton of skills. She didn't learn a ton growing up. My grandma cooked very, very simple foods and and they, she always cooked for the family and they always had food to eat, but she cooked very simple foods and didn't really teach my mom anything. And my mom didn't really teach me anything. So very thankful that I had that passion for cooking early on and I was able to kind of learn, but that is, it's something that we want to want to pass on to our kids. And now my eight-year-old is wanting to create her own recipes. And so she'll ask me if she can um, help me create a new recipe, or she actually has a recipe that she created on my website for like an apple crumble that we made a couple of years ago where she came up with all the ingredients, a couple suggestions for ratios for mommy, <laughs> but you know, she likes to, she likes to create in the kitchen now too. So yeah, getting our kids in the kitchen is, is great. So I love all of these. Yeah. Getting, trying out different ways of eating, um, different foods, especially different vegetables, putting some extra nutrients in foods they already enjoy. I'm trying to look at my notes and see any other things that I wanted to mention. Smoothies are a great way to add an extra nutrient to. Yeah. A lot of kids are, are pretty receptive to drinking smoothies, especially if they are fun colors. Like my kids are not so interested in green smoothies, but they might have greens in them, but they look like they're bright pink or bright purple. <laughs> and so they like yes. those. So those are some good, some good ways too. Um, and I just kind of ask myself, where can I add in more nutrients if my kids are in more of a picky phase? So I'll mix zucchini noodles in with pasta noodles. Sometimes they eat them. Sometimes they don't. I'll use cauliflower on shepherd's pie instead of potatoes. And they actually love that and they don't really care. And some mm-hmm. kids will, but they like them. Um, so every kid is different, but I try to add in kind of where I can, but again, without sort of trying to hide it, but just trying, like you said, new ways of kind of enjoying yeah. some of those. I do. Um, so like my kids love nachos, of course, mm. who doesn't, but a really easy way to add some like veggies is so I'll just do like sliced bell peppers or mm, something yeah. like that on top with the cheese. And then I put the guac, like whole fat Greek yogurt. Yeah, kind of make them a little nacho thing, and they love it. And they usually will actually eat the vegetables on it and not pick it off, which is nice. yeah, that's awesome. Well, actually, that is probably. I mean, I don't think my at least my four year old would not eat nachos. There's too many things touching each other. I think she would be like, I'm not sure about this. My eight year old loves nachos, so I'm impressed that your little ones <laughs> love nachos. That's a great idea. Yeah, putting it. I think that principle of kind of putting some of those nutrient dense foods in or around foods they already enjoy kind of encourages them without trying to like trick them. It just encourages them to, to eat some new types of foods. So, yeah. Okay. So the next question kind of piggybacks off of that as well. And it's how to deal with picky kids when each kid wants different 
things. Okay. What do you think about this one? (laughs) This is funny because, um, I do not cater to each kid necessarily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, completely honest. Uh, but I do also recognize kids go through phases and one kid might not want something on their plate. And so I do usually, um, like say if my two-year-old doesn't want broccoli for some reason, I usually will put one piece on her plate. Like I don't load it high with broccoli. And I say, can you try it once, you know, and maybe she doesn't want to because she's two. And sometimes you just don't want to do things and that's mm-hmm. fine. I just kind of leave it there for her to look at and try, and then I'll try again later. So I guess the way I deal with it is I, <laughs> I don't make different meals is what I'm going to say, because I do think they learn when they're hungry, they do eat. (laughs) At least my kids do. I've never had an issue with that. And I do consistently still offer whatever they're saying they don't like, but I don't ever force them to eat. I don't know if you guys ever had this, this maybe was like more of our generation, Mm -hmm. but it would be like, you can't leave the table until you finish this food sort of thing. And I just, I never do that. I usually will say you need to take at least one bite and try it. Yeah. And then if they're not going to eat it, that's okay. Because you know, what happens is the next morning at breakfast, they're starving and they want to eat, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just think that also gives a healthy, uh, relationship with food, teaching kids how to yeah. have a healthy relationship food, that food nourishes you and that you eat when you're hungry, you know, those mm-hmm. sorts of things too. So, but yeah, I'm not sure if that answered the question. <laughs> oh, it totally does. I think so. Because I am very similar. Like I said, I, I'm not a short order cook. I'm not going to cook different meals for my kids. And none of this is to like make you feel bad if you're listening and you do serve your kid different meals. I think sometimes it is easier to just go, mm-hmm. I just want them to eat something. So I'm going to make them something different. But I think when we get into that habit of serving them different meals, they expect their own meal catered to them. And then they're less likely to eat the other foods that we're eating. And it's, when is that transition point? Like, when are you go, mm-hmm. when are you going to expect them to eat the, you know, I don't know, the real meal or whatever you want to call like it. The, the family meal, Yeah. The adult food versus what you've been serving them for years and years. So I think, you know, it's, it's never too late to start serving them the family meal. And, and we're the same way we, we will serve what we serve. And there have been nights where our four-year-old more selective will refuse to eat dinner. And it's fine. They are going to, your kids will be fine. If they don't eat one night, (laughs) they can go to bed. And like you said, wake up very hungry the next morning. Or like I mentioned, sometimes my four-year-old will just eat rice and with lemon juice squeezed on top. That's her current favorite. And it's something, right? We obviously encourage balanced meals. We want to make sure that they are getting in some veggies for some fiber. We want to make sure they're getting in protein, but some nights that's the reality and that's okay. Um, You know, I have a culinary degree and my kids don't eat my cooking sometimes and that's okay because, you know, they're humans too and they have their own opinions and it's okay. But I mean, that's that's kind of how we approach things too. The only other strategy that we tend to use when kids like or because our kids do like different things, and there are some mm-hmm. things like I mentioned, the roasted broccoli they both love, is something I like to call base meals. And so, really, we just choose a base. And so, oftentimes, this is rice or quinoa, or usually it's rice or quinoa. To be honest, because mm-hmm. we do a ton of bowls, just like you do. Um, so we'll do rice or quinoa. And then they get to choose the toppings that they add on it. Um, so we will put all the toppings out kind of family style at the table. I think I, I kind of mentioned this before and they will just add whatever they want to. So, you know, if they don't want to put the sauce on top, they don't have to put the sauce on top. If they don't want this veggie, they can. I mean, I usually try to give a couple options for toppings. So like a couple different types of veggies, 
usually it's just one type of sauce. They can just leave the sauce off if they want one or two proteins. So we'll do burrito bowls. We'll do Greek bowls. We will do uh, peanut chicken bowls. We love pulled pork as well. And so we'll have like several different options and they can kind of put on what they want and leave what they don't. And that just encourages everyone to kind of be eating dinner together and they kind of can choose that. But if it's a family meal, we do the same thing. We just want you to try it because you don't know if you don't like it, if you don't try it. And so they have one bite and sometimes it's my four-year-old taking up like the tiniest little piece and like pulling it up to her mouth as slowly as possible and like touching her tongue to it and going, I don't like it. Okay, (laughs) that's fine. We're not going to, we're not going to force them to eat either. Um, But we also, yeah, we don't, we don't serve them different meals. We just sort of encourage the family dinner and continue to going back to like, continue to serve it to them, even if they're like. I don't like this because maybe one day they will. And I think I mentioned this. I, I did a podcast episode. We talked about picky kids a little bit with my friend Heather a few months ago. And I think I mentioned this in that episode where my, my youngest daughter, again, the one who's a little bit more selective, she was convinced she didn't like carrots at all. She would not eat carrots. She wouldn't eat them raw. She wouldn't eat them cooked. And then she realized that there were carrots and chicken soup. And chicken soup is her favorite food. She will eat chicken soup breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And she realized there were carrots in chicken soup and was like, oh, I love carrots. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) And she will eat carrots every way now. She will eat them raw. She will eat them roasted. She'll eat them in soup. She She will pick carrots out of soup and just eat those. And so, you know, sometimes it's just about serving <laughs> multiple different times and then maybe eventually they'll try it. Maybe they won't, but oftentimes they do. Yeah, I agree. And then sometimes, at least for my two-year-old, if she sees her older sibling trying something, yes, sometimes yeah. she just wants to try it because <laughs> they tried it, which is great. You know, then she can at least try it and see if she likes it herself or not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some of that like healthy peer pressure from big sister <laughs> or big siblings <laughs> can be, can be helpful too. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that my little one gets, gets more to that point, but at this point she's, she's pretty, she's pretty set for what she likes and what she doesn't depending on the night, but it changes, you know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes she'll try it. Sometimes she won't. And so I think, yeah, just being flexible about that and not stressing out about it. It's okay. Like kids mm-hmm. self-regulate. I've talked about this in the podcast before, but this, that was one of the most interesting things I think I learned in my life cycle nutrition class. And this is way before I had kids. This is back in college. This is like 15 years ago. And I remember learning in my, in my nutrition, cl- one of my nutrition classes that kids self-regulate. And as long as they are served, I think it's like, I think it's three I want to say it's as long as they're getting like three square meals a week is what it is. I I don't quote me on that because I'm not sure if that's the exact amount, but it's something like three to seven full meals a week. They'll be getting the nutrition they need. Like if your kids aren't eating three perfectly balanced meals every single day, it's okay. Kids know, you know, they naturally know when to eat when they're hungry, when to stop when they're full. And even if they only eat rice and lemon for an entire day, their bodies will tell them that they need to eat more later on. They'll eventually they will survive. They, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are kids, I should mention, there are kids with sensory issues and this right. can be difficult, right? For some kids. And so we're, we're not talking about those special concerns. Or special yeah. nutritional need your kid may right. need. Right. Yes. We're talking about just in general. 
mm-hmm. definitely get some help if you feel like your kids have sensory issues because that's a whole other that's a whole other <laughs> ball game. So, yeah, but for for general kids, I think that 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 works out pretty well. Okay. The next question that I have is on kids lunch ideas. So I'm going to let you take this one away too, because I have a lot of kid lunch ideas, but lunch ideas that my kids will actually eat are far, (laughs) far fewer. So (laughs) what are some of your favorite kid lunch ideas? Yeah. Okay. Well, some of my kids' favorites. Okay. So they love nachos. I mentioned that. And I love that because you can get like avocados on there and salsa, which is tomatoes and they'll eat salsa. But like sometimes if you gave them straight up tomatoes, they're not going to eat it. So, you know, so salsa, cheese, I'll put veggies on there. If I have leftover rotisserie chicken or something like Mm -hmm. that, I'll throw some other meat or protein on there. And I love that. They usually down that. Um, I love doing like kid charcuterie boards. Mm. Uh, I think they like that because it's fun because it's a whole bunch of different things on a plate, right? So we'll do sliced cheese and crackers. I love, I usually just focus on wholesome ingredients with less processed things, right? So I usually um, avoid like inflammatory oils and that sort of thing from their high fructose corn syrup. But Simple Mills make these really amazing Mm. almond meal crackers. And they love those. So I put those on there with cheddar cheese and sometimes like pepperoni and deli meat. And then they love cashews for some reason. So we'll do like some nuts, cashews and some kind of sliced fruit. And then they love sliced cucumbers. So we'll always do like cucumbers and a little hummus. So it's like a whole Mm. bunch of little things. (laughs) And they will both, my four and two year old will eat that. My 10 month old obviously isn't eating that yet. Um, And then they also love things like just like a normal sandwich, (laughs) weirdly, just with like a turkey, cheese, mustard on a good quality bread. And I usually always offer some kind of sliced vegetable and fruit on the side um, just to bounce out. Now, do they always eat it? No, but I offer it. And then um, I'm trying to think what other, I had a couple others written down here. Oh, non-pizzas. So this is really fun because it's something they can kind of make themselves. So if you just get some like non-breads and you can put like a pizza sauce on it, um, Trader Joe's makes a pretty good pre-made pizza sauce. So if you put that on there with some cheese, pepperoni, vegetables, and you can just like broil that in the oven and it's like pizzas, which they think is fun, but they can help make it. <laughs> uh, we also will do quesadillas is a really fun one. That's easy because I like to do chicken, broccoli, cheddar sometimes, um, an easy way to put some vegetables in there as well. And then they love guacamole and salsa and sour cream. So I put that on the side for them. Um, mac and cheese is another good one and a really easy one to make homemade where you can just kind of control the ingredients. Now, have I give, do I give box mac and cheese? Yes. I'm not saying I don't, <laughs> you can batch prep like a big thing of mac and cheese to use for the weekend. It's so easy. And they do, my kids love broccoli. So I put broccoli in a lot of things. So broccoli and mac and cheese. And sometimes I'll use like the bonza noodles, the chickpea noodles. Cause mm-hmm. I just like that they have a higher protein content in them. Um, or I'll add again, leftover protein or chicken to it. And they usually eat that really well. So those are probably like some of our, our top things. Oh, and peanut butter and jelly. They just always love peanut butter and jelly. So I don't know what it is about peanut butter and jelly and kids, but <laughs> yes. we do peanut butter and jelly with fruit or sliced vegetables. Um, a lot of times if they don't want to eat the sliced vegetables by themselves, they're really into hummus. Or if you make like mm. a homemade, like I say ranch dip, but I just do like Greek yogurt with some dried herbs and like mm. lemon in it. It tastes like ranch and they love dipping like carrots in that. So yeah. Yeah. And those are awesome suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> so funny enough, my kids do not like sandwiches. 
Neither of them. They don't like sandwiches. They like grilled cheese. They do like grilled cheese. But the only sandwiches my kids will eat, they won't even do peanut butter and jelly. So, oh, that's not true. My oldest daughter will do peanut butter and honey. She likes peanut butter Mm -hmm. and honey. And she likes jelly. She'll do jelly on toast. But peanut butter and jelly, she will not eat. She will eat jelly and cream cheese, which Mm -hmm. I find kind of odd. But, I mean, it makes sense because the cream cheese is creamy and a little salty. The jam is sweet goes well together so they she will eat those she'll eat the cream cheese and jelly and peanut butter and honey she can't take it to school with her though unfortunately so that is difficult because she is in school right now oh yeah (laughs) so she can't take that but overall my kids don't love they don't love sandwiches so this is one of those areas where we've had to experiment and try new things um and you know i haven't thought about like batch cooking mac and cheese at the beginning of the week and having that for lunches during the week. I love that because we will also do box mac and cheese on occasion. Usually that's mm-hmm. for date night. We'll, we'll do the kids. We'll do box mac and cheese because they think it's so special and so exciting. Like, oh. And I like to have it for a pinch. Like if I'm just like, we're running behind, I need something really easy. It's just great to have yes, uh, because yeah. let's be real. Life is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we all, we all have those nights where, or, or, or days where we just have to do, um, we just have to do box mac and cheese, but I also love bonza pasta. That was actually something that I was going to mention previously when we were talking about adding more nutrients for kids because it does it's made from chickpeas and my kids love it they don't they don't Mm -hmm. notice a difference and it it's got fiber in it it's got plant-based protein in it so that's a great option too whether you're making mac and cheese or I love doing a pasta salad for my kids they like pasta cold and so we'll do a pasta salad that I'll make and and that's better in kind of the warmer months we're coming into the warmer months now so I'll do something um, that I call a pizza pasta salad so it's basically everything you would put on a pizza so I do like little mozzarella cheese balls I do olives I do grape tomatoes that are cut up I do what else do I do in there those are the main ingredients. And I do kind of like an Italian sauce, a little bit of balsamic vinegar and mm-hmm. some Italian herbs, not a sauce, but a dressing over that. And my kids love that. And they will, and even my four-year-old, because she likes all of the ingredients in it, she'll pick out each piece. Like she would never stab her fork into the tomato and the olive and the pasta all at once, but she will eat a piece of the pasta and then a piece of olive and a piece of tomato. So that's one that um, they love for lunches and it's easy because it doesn't have to be served warm. So mm-hmm. if they are going to school, cause my, my little one goes to school three days a week and my, my big kid goes to school five days a week. So we kind of think of, I have different days and different lunches for different days. So this is, yeah, this is an interesting one where we've had to kind of navigate what can we serve them at school because they don't like sandwiches. So we will also do the kids charcuterie board. I love that because that's that's my kid's favorite meal. We call it a snack plate. And so we'll do cheese. Simple Mills crackers do not last in our house because my kids love them so much. They're actually Ren's favorite food, she says. They're Simple Mills <laughs> crackers, just the classic, the the, the actual like classic flavor. Um, my older daughter loves the rosemary ones and the farmhouse cheddar. I love all of them too. But we will yeah. also do that with the cheese and crackers and they love pepperoni. They really love the Applegate turkey pepperoni. That's their favorite because it's not too mm-hmm. spicy. So if your kids haven't liked that, they really enjoy that one specifically. They like the beef one, but they tell me it's too spicy. So we'll do that. Um, we will also, we also love quesadillas. My kids will eat pretty much anything in a quesadilla. Um, my little one really likes black beans and corn in a quesadilla. Mm-hmm. So we'll do black beans and corn. And she loves dipping in sour cream, guacamole, um, even just a simple quesadilla with some cheese in there. We also love broccoli cheddar. Um, my oldest will eat chicken in a, no, sorry. 
Is it opposite? One of my kids will eat chicken and quesadillas. The other one won't. I can't remember. Um, I'm pretty sure the oldest one will not eat chicken and quesadillas. The youngest one will. Kids are so funny. (laughs) And it can change week by week. So literally week by week. And they'll go to me because I try to keep up with them. Right. And know what they like. And they'll say to me, mommy, I don't like chicken in my quesadilla. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you did last week. And they're like, no, no, I didn't. I'm like, "Mm, like, did you just have that? Like my kids said that about mac and cheese. They went through a week where they didn't want to have mac and cheese. I was like, we're going to mac and cheese for lunch. Like, we don't like mac and cheese. I'm like, what do you mean? The kid doesn't (laughs) like mac and cheese. We ate it last week. (laughs) So uh, those of you listening are totally normal. If your kids decide that they like something one week and don't the other. Um, we also love any sort of veggies with dip. So we will serve that on the side as well. We love hummus. Um, I make a dip that we call the Hulk dip. And actually this one's going to go up on my Instagram probably in the next week. And it's actually green goddess dip. So it uses white beans and garlic and lemon and a ton of greens. So I do spinach and I do basil and chives. So it's got a ton of herbs, a ton of nutrients, another great way to add nutrients in. It's bright green. My kids Mm -hmm. aren't a huge fan, like a lot of other kids are, of things that are bright green. But we, my oldest daughter and I named it the Hulk dip several years ago. So now they'll eat it. So (laughs) they'll eat it with raw vegetables. They'll eat that. it's usually just raw vegetables, crackers as well. They'll dip crackers into there. And so we do a lot of veggies and dip as well. Um, so that's, that's really, those are the main things that we serve our kids. It's usually some sort of kids charcuterie board quesadillas. They also love, um, deli meat and cheese skewers. So I got these cute little kid skewers on Amazon. So they're not like the big long skewers you would use to grill their plastic. And, and we reuse them. We just wash them and reuse them. And they're like, I'm like holding it up, but they can't see. They're like, I don't know, maybe four <laughs> inches or so long. And they have, um, the tip is it's, sharp enough that you can stab something onto it, but it's not going to like hurt them. Mm-hmm. And so they have little like hearts or stars or whatever on the top. And we'll do like a little bit of deli meat, a little bit of cheese and, and kind of make a little skewer for them, which they like pulling off. It's kind of more fun for them to eat. So we'll do that sometimes. Um, but they are very much, you know, some weeks they like it, some weeks they don't. <laughs> um, I do love making homemade chicken nuggets too. Cause my kids, oh, yeah, love chicken nuggets, and we will keep frozen chicken nuggets in the freezer too. We are not above frozen chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will, we will not do that. All. They actually love, there is a brand and I can't remember what brand it is, but we get them at whole foods and they have veggies in them too. I know I mentioned not liking hiding veggies from my kids. They don't know there's veggies in these, but they really love them. Yeah. That's the one, that's the one place where I, I guess I inadvertently hide veggies, but we do, I do like to make homemade chicken nuggets. Um, and I do have chicken nuggets that have veggies in them too. Um, so I'll make those and I'll make a batch of those and freeze some of them too. And we, well, we've previously reheated them in the oven, but we just got an air fryer. So I've got to try them in the air fryer. So, um, that's one of the things I like to do is if we do, if I am making something like meatballs or chicken tenders or chicken nuggets or something like that, I will try and make extra. And then we can reheat those for lunches later on, yeah, I like doing um, that too. which is so helpful. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, we have nothing for lunch because there are days my kids are extra hungry and there are days my kids don't want to eat anything. So we can always kind of use the freezer for those type of things. Um, so yeah, I think that's will it. Your kids eat wraps. Oh, that was something I'm going to mention. They don't like wraps as a wrap. So yeah. 
they will eat them as kind of a roll up. So I will, yeah. I will do deli meat and usually some, usually mustard. Cause my kids love mustard or hummus. Mine too. And so we'll do, I don't know. They just, they will dip anything. My, my mom thought this is funny. She was actually, we were all eating lunch together a couple weeks ago. My mom's gotten a lot of shout outs on this episode tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks mom. Um, but we were all eating together and she um, had make, she had made up some lunch for my four-year-old and she had tomatoes and cucumbers. And she was like, do you want anything to dip? And my mom is referring to like hummus or salad dressing or something like that to dip into. And cause she has all those things at her house. And my four-year-old was like, I want mustard. And she's like to dip your veggies in. And she's like, yeah. And she sat there and ate them with mustard. My mom was like, I don't know. And she was like telling everyone. She was telling my dad. She's like, my sister, you, do you know Ren ate her veggies with mustard? And they're like, hmm. <laughs> but my, yeah, my kids love mustard. So we will, so we'll roll it up. So we'll do some sort of deli meat and cheese, cheese for the younger one, not for the older one. Cause you cannot put cheese in a sandwich. <laughs> That's my eight-year-old will not eat cheese in a sandwich. I don't know. And we'll roll it up and we'll slice it. So it's like a sandwich. We'll call it sandwich. Like sushi. a little sushi roll. Yeah. Things. So it's yeah. like a little sushi roll. Yeah. My kids it's would like eat banana. sushi for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Like banana too. Yeah. So if you do like yep. the peanut butter on it and then you put the like whole banana and sometimes like yes. honey or something and then you roll it up. Um, yeah. 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 My four-year-old will eat that. My eight-year-old won't. So <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. So they will eat that. So that's something that they'll love. Um, and, and we're also not above grass-fed hot dogs and ketchup. We also oh, keep no. those in our freezer too. So we good quality, um, good quality hot dog. We use butcher box as a service to get, um, some good quality meat, but mm-hmm. we also love the ones from Trader Joe's. They have a grass-fed beef hot dog. So yeah. just a we little just bit, those- a little bit better. And yeah, they love that. <laughs> I know. I always say, cause I always don't like, you know, when I talk with friends or something like that, I'm like, I never want people don't feel bad about using things that are pre-made or making it convenient yeah. for you and your family. Right. Like yeah. just, I always say, just focus on quality of ingredients and one boxed craft Mac and cheese is not going to kill you. If you right. want, you know what I mean? <laughs> that sort of thing. It's okay. You don't have to feel guilty. Right. So. Yeah. No, it's totally okay. And it's normal. Like we eat shortcut dinners too. And, and we'll talk about that in a second. And my, you, we, we do what we can for lunches because lunches are definitely the hardest meal of the day for both my kids and me. Uh, that's usually mm-hmm. the one meal that I will like prep ahead for myself because otherwise I'm standing in front of the fridge going, my husband usually eats the leftovers. And so I'll stand in front of my fridge and go, what am I going to have for lunch? <laughs> so kids are hard. They are hard sometimes. And that midday meal. So hopefully we gave you some ideas. It might maybe different than foods that you already feed your kids. Maybe not, but that's real life. This is how, this is how we feed our kids for lunch. (laughs) So the next question is actually about, so it's a two-part question, favorite healthy dinners and quick meal ideas. Well, these were two questions, but I kind of put them together. So what are some of your favorite healthy dinners for your family and maybe some quick meal ideas? So this is a good one. Favorite healthy dinner and quick meal. I love soups. Mm. Soups, I feel like hit both categories because soups tend to be so easy. If you're either doing it in the Instapot or the Crock-Pot or, you know, on the stove, they tend to be relatively quick prep time. So I always love soups. Now for the, for the summer, you know, I don't crave soups quite as much, (laughs) so I don't eat them as much, but I did mention bowls of any type Mm -hmm. because I feel like bowls are great. You can just add whatever ingredients you have at home. So whether that's just 
you know, if I have a meat, I'll grill it quickly and add like it on top of a base of grain. A lot of times we do quinoa or rice, Mm -hmm. and then I'll add a bunch of roasted veggies and make a quick sauce or something like that is easy. Or Greek bowls are really easy because I usually have hummus on hand. I usually have Greek yogurt that I like to put on it. And then I usually have, you know, the other ingredients, lettuce, feta cheese, all those things, tomatoes. Mm -hmm. So those are my go-to quick and easy There's usually some kind of bowl and soups. And then I love summer because you can just throw everything on the grill and it's so easy. (laughs) I don't know if you feel that way. So I have a, a couple like quick recipes, like 30 minute marinades that I like to do. Yeah. If I'm being really ultra prepared, sometimes I'll marinate the night before. Um, so then it's just prepped the next day and I'll just throw like sweet potatoes on the grill with olive oil, salt and pepper, throw a bunch of asparagus and the chicken and we're done. You know, it's so easy. So, um, sheet pan meals, I think also tend to be really easy. Um, I don't know if you make any, but one I like is I like to use like a sausage. So I'll get like a sausage from Trader Joe's something like, and I'll slice it up with just whatever vegetables I have on hand. It tends to be like bell peppers, onions, uh, and sometimes broccoli or some kind of green. And I just season it with like, um, Italian seasoning and olive oil and like some paprika. Cause I like a little spice. And if I have fresh herbs, I want to throw on there, toss it. And I roast it in the oven for like 25, 30 minutes. And then I throw it on top of a grain and it's done. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I think that's a great suggestion. Well, I love sheet pan meals too, but I don't make them enough. I think that, and that is basically the exact same thing I will do with sheet pan meals. I love like chicken sausage because it's pre-cooked. And mm-hmm. so you don't even have to worry about it getting to a certain temperature. You can just toss it on with veggies. And, and my That's kids the one love I that use. too. Yes. Yep. It's from Trader Joe's. It's like a chicken sausage from Trader Joe's. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is one of those things. Actually, we'll talk about healthy meal staples. I always keep chicken sausage on hand because that's one of those, those things that my kids will always eat, or I say always, but almost always eat (laughs) is chicken sausage. Mm -hmm. And it lasts for a while in the fridge. So I'll pick up a couple packs anytime I go to Trader Joe's and we have that and we will use it in a ton of meals too. So yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to cut you off. I didn't know if you had any other. (laughs) No, you're fine. I'm trying to think what else I like to do. I love anything. um, I think fried rice or Mm, or any kind of like rice, one pan rice dish is a really good, easy meal to make. Um, and just a lot healthier than if you were to get out because you're controlling the ingredients in it, you're not adding a ton of preservatives and stuff. So I love like my kids will eat fried rice. I will eat fried rice. So either if I have leftover old rice, I want to use, that's a great way to do it. Or you can just make it all in one skillet. So I like to add like a bunch of veggies, ginger, garlic, you know, a little soy sauce or coconut aminos, um, green onion. And then sometimes we'll do it without chicken. Like, and I'll just add the eggs for the protein for that meal. Or if I have chicken or steak or something like that, or shrimp, I'll add that in. And it's the kind of meal that almost like everyone will eat it. The kids will eat it too. Mm -hmm. So it's always a win. And then my 10 month old can also eat it because I can just sprinkle the rice with the chopped veggies small on her plate and she'll eat it all. So, yeah. Yeah, that's one. Of, that's a meal that our family really enjoys too. Is an easy fried rice because you can use whatever protein you have on hand as well. Like you said, if you have any leftover protein, we love shrimp. That's the one that we use most often because shrimp is super quick and easy to cook. Mm-hmm. And I will keep a bag of frozen shrimp on hand at all times. Trader Joe's has a. And this is just a Trader Joe's shout out episode as well. Um, but they have a wild Argentinian caught shrimp, and it yes. is. 
Yeah, it's so great. It's I keep so it in good. the fridge all the time and it's already peeled and deveined. You don't need to worry about that. And I will just defrost it and I will use it. I use it for shrimp tacos. I use it for shrimp, uh, shrimp fried rice. And it's so mm-hmm. it takes next to no time to cook up. So yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, I will say also another great easy meal is stir fry. Just kind of yes, going off. Yeah. <laughs> but stir fries are great because again, you just use whatever you have in your pantry. You can have, um, if you want, you can do a jarred sauce or making a stir fried sauce is really, really easy. And it usually uses ingredients that are already in your fridge. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love all of those. Those are like very similar to what we cook too. (laughs) Um, So I wrote down kind of some of our favorite healthy dinners and then also some kind of quick and easy. And a lot of these are going to echo the things that you said as well. So I actually was talking to my daughter, Sage, my eight-year-old the other day. I don't remember what we were talking about. And she was like, these are my favorite meals that you make. And I was like, okay, well, this is convenient. So her favorites, Sage's favorites are, she loves my spaghetti squash bolognese. So I will, I will say, as we've talked about several times before, my four-year-old is more selective than the rest of us. So all the, the other three of us will eat spaghetti squash. The little one will not, but she will eat a bolognese sauce. So it's basically, it's a meat sauce, but I add veggies to it as well. Um, so there's carrots in there and there's mushrooms in there. You can add other veggies in there as well, mm-hmm. but so she will just eat it as is almost like a meat sauce soup. That's fine. The rest of us love spaghetti squash. <laughs> so we'll do that. And that's great in the winter time. I will bake it as a spaghetti squash boat too. And sometimes put a little bit of mozzarella cheese on top mm-hmm. and bake that. Or sometimes we'll just serve it as is, or we'll use bonza pasta. We'll use like a bonza spaghetti. Um, and oftentimes we'll mix it 50, 50 with some zucchini noodles to get in some of that. I mentioned that earlier too. And I have, um, five ingredient meatballs are one of my top five recipes that on my website that people view and download and all that. And they're literally just, let me see if I can remember the five ingredients. They're ground beef, Italian seasoning. I use almond flour, um, to make them moist instead of breadcrumbs, but you can use breadcrumbs if you can't do nuts, um, an egg to bind it together and salt. And that's it. They are super, super simple. And my kids love those. And so we'll keep those on hand. Oftentimes I'll make a big batch of those. And so they love the spaghetti squash bolognese, spaghetti squash, another way to get in nutrients. If your kids like spaghetti squash, pasta is just quick and easy. We don't actually do a ton of pasta in our house because I find that, you know, it just doesn't keep my kids full very long, but the two types of pasta we do do are, or you know, I guess spaghetti squash is not pasta, but we do that bolognese with a bonza pasta, or I make a cashew cream sauce that my kids love. Mm-hmm. And that one I've shared over on my Instagram. It's on the blog as well. And they love that with roasted broccoli. They mix it together almost like a dairy-free mac and cheese, and they absolutely love it. Oh, I should say they mix it together. The rest of us mix it together, except for my four-year-old. Um, so she she eats it separate, but the, she she will eat it up, and she loves that. So, And those are both really quick and easy. The bolognese takes a little bit of time, but it still comes together in like 15 minutes. And I basically get that on and then get the pasta going, and all that comes together in like 20 minutes. Meatballs obviously take a little bit longer, but like I said, I'll do a double batch of those. And then, so I'll usually have some of those in the freezer and then I can just defrost those and use them. Or you could just put them right into sauce. If you simmer sauce on the stove, add the frozen meatballs, as long as they're already cooked in there and heat them up that way. 
So those are kind of the, the quick and easy pasta meals that my my kids love. I mentioned before, um, I love, I do like making homemade chicken nuggets. They're a little bit more involved than my homemade chicken tenders. Again, we use almond flour for those and very simple ingredients with these Italian seasoning, garlic powder, salt, almond flour. And so we'll dredge them in some egg and then in the almond flour mix and bake those. I'm experimenting with air frying those as well. Mm-hmm. My kids love those. And they're, again, it's just like, just like you were mentioning, you can control the ingredients. They're still chicken tenders. The kids love them, but they're using slightly better ingredients. We love serving those with sweet potato fries as well. And sometimes I'll do a little aioli on the side as well. All of us love aioli. And so Mm -hmm. we'll do those chicken tenders. Sometimes we do a veggie as well, um, or another veggie as well with that. Um, My daughter, my oldest daughter's favorite meal I make is my Tex-Mex turkey taco pie. It's got a very long (laughs) name, Tex-Mex sweet potato turkey taco pie. I I don't know. I I haven't been able to shorten it over the years because it's taco seasoned turkey mixed with some or cooked with some bell peppers and onions and then a layer of sweet potatoes and some Mexican cheese and we bake it in the oven. I'm not a huge fan of casserole type dishes and neither are my kids because again, they like things kind of separated. That meal, all of us love. And so that's one that I make usually, you know, a I was going to say a couple times a month, every couple of months, I make that one. And we kind of bring that into the rotation. My kids really like that. That one isn't as quick and easy, but it is really easy to make ahead of time. So if you have time in the afternoon, I'll make that ahead of time and then pop it in the oven. And then it's done in like 20 minutes. I agree that soups are one that we love to make. We love chilies. It's starting mm-hmm. to get warmer now. So we're, we're kind of moving away from chili season, but I put any sort of soup or stew or chili in the instant pot. <laughs> And, and, or the slow cooker as well, like you said, and they just, they come together so quickly. So I have a beef and butternut squash chili that I love to make. Um, that one's actually a bean free chili. And so we use the butternut squash for that hardiness in place of the beans, but we'll also do a classic chili. Um, we'll do a white chicken chili. My kids love chicken soup. I mentioned that a few times. What kid doesn't love, what person doesn't love chicken soup? (laughs) We all love chicken soup. Um, I make a copycat Panera bread broccoli cheddar soup, which is delicious. It's a little bit more on the heavy side. It's definitely not a light meal. Um, It's like there's a lot of cheese and cream in that soup. But when you want something really comforting, it is really Mm -hmm. delicious and there's still broccoli in it. So, yeah. So those are those are some of their favorites Um, in terms of quick meals. We also love bowls like that is we make them at least once a week. So that is something that we love to do, too. We also love a Greek Greek bowl. I think I mentioned Um, we love peanut chicken bowls. We'll do a barbecue um, pulled chicken bowl where I use shredded chicken, toss it in barbecue sauce, and then I will serve that with some roasted sweet potatoes as the base instead of like a rice or a quinoa. And then I'll do a quick slaw on the side. And that one's really good. Um, We'll also use um, grilled barbecue chicken for that in the summertime as well. So we love bowls. Um, we love taco night. So we will do a lot of different yeah. types of tacos. We'll do chicken tacos. We'll do shrimp tacos. I like to mix it up and do some sort of a slaw for that as well. I do a honey lime slaw, which is really tasty with, we'll do fish tacos sometimes or shrimp tacos. Um, and again, chicken, we'll do beef tacos as well, but I like to, to mix it up and go kind of beyond, beyond the beef taco. Um, let me see. My kids love chicken parm. So we will do for a really quick and easy meal. Trader Joe's again, Trader Joe's has this (laughs) fantastic, like frozen breaded chicken. 
it's not the the most natural product in the world, right? But it's a little bit better than you can get. And it comes together really quickly. So we will do a 20 minute dinner. I will take the breaded chicken from the freezer section of Trader Joe's. So sometimes I make my own homemade. Sometimes I get it from the freezer section and we'll put sauce and mozzarella cheese on top, roast it up, roasted broccoli on the side. And my kids absolutely love that. And we love it too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that one's really easy. We also love fried rice. Um, One of our favorite meals actually is if we're totally in a pinch, I love making a homemade Caesar dressing. So we usually have that. And so we'll do a Caesar salad, either a kale Caesar or a Caesar with romaine and rotisserie chicken. So Mm -hmm. that's really easy. My kids love rotisserie chicken, probably because it's extra salty. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we'll do that for a quick meal. We love salads in the summertime. And I make a lot of homemade dressings just because they're really, they're an easy way to avoid some of those extra processed Mm -hmm. oils, things like that. And they're really easy to make and store in your fridge. So we'll do salads with grilled meat on top. Um, We also love Greek chicken wraps. So I will also, I love marinating meats. So I will marinate chicken in Greek yogurt and oregano and lemon juice and garlic, Greek seasonings, basically. I'll marinate it usually overnight, but I'll even do it for an hour or two sometimes. Grill that up and do a Greek chicken wrap. You can do the same thing in a bowl, like you mentioned. And, um, oh, salmon too. My kids actually love salmon. For my for my younger one being a little bit selective, she loves salmon. And so that fish comes together so quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's a great quick and easy meal. We will keep it in the freezer. You do have to remember to defrost it. Um, quickest way to defrost fish, if you have forgotten to defrost it, is in cold water in a bowl. And so it, it will defrost in like, an hour or so if you do forget, because I have forgotten. <laughs> and um, and so we'll do like a honey Dijon salmon or we'll do a salmon and I season with um, ginger, garlic and coriander and just sear that in a pan. Usually we serve it with rice and some sort of veggies. My kids love when I roast up green beans and make them nice and crispy. And that's mm-hmm. one of our favorite meals. And all of those come together. The, the bowls, the tacos, the chicken parm, fried rice, other than marinating the Greek chicken wraps. Caesar and rotisserie chicken, the salmon, they all come together in like 20 minutes. So you really dinner, healthy dinner does not need to, or any sort of dinner doesn't need to take a long time. And I think, you know, that is such a huge myth that I think eating healthier is going to take longer. It's going to be more stressful and it can be just as easy. It's just about thinking about those ways that we can bring in the nutrients. We can bring in the veggies in different ways and we can serve them in, in ways our family enjoys. Yeah. And I think something that really helps me as like a busy mom, you know, doing, doing all kinds of things is planning out my meals for the week is like hands down one of the best things I can do because when I don't plan and then I'm scrambling, I'm stressed or I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm missing one ingredient. But if you just sit down and it does not take that long, you just kind of like plan out the meals you're going to have for the week. I even plan out like, okay, we're going to eat out this night probably, or order out, take out or whatever. And then I have my grocery shopping done. It's just so nice to not have to worry about it and think of it the day of, you know, just kind of knowing what's going to happen. I can prep it ahead of time. I can make it the night before if I want, because I'm going to have a crazy day or whatever, you know? Yeah. I do think meal planning is key and then also helps you, I don't know, eat, I guess, eat better instead of last minute being like, Oh, we're going to order out just because I don't know what to make. It kind of helps with budgeting as well. 
Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. And you know, I'm all about meal planning. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, <laughs> even queen. though I'm all about meal planning, I, you know, I have those weeks and where I don't plan or I don't plan effectively. And that's mm-hmm. the key too, is like looking at your calendar and planning ahead. Yeah. This night's going to be crazy. So we are going to order takeout this night. That's totally okay. Mm-hmm. That can definitely be part of your meal planning. But what happens is like you said, that scrambling where I'm like, I didn't look at my schedule and I planned out my meals and I was like, um, none of these are going to happen this week because we have this, 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 and this like our Thursday nights where for some reason we had scheduled, I mean, the girls love their activities, but one of my kiddos has a dance from 4.15 to 5.15 and the other one has Girl Scouts from 5.30 to set or yeah, five to seven, but it's a half an hour Mm -hmm. away. So she gets home at 7.30. So (laughs) we have to somehow juggle the two children in two different places. And if my husband's ever not home, I'm sorry, but we have to like rocks, paper, scissors, who's going to go to their activity because it just doesn't happen. Um, And those nights I need something quick and easy or we're doing takeout. And so if I plan something and I'm like, there's no way this is going to happen with all the activities and things like that, you know, it's just sometimes it doesn't happen. So planning it out and planning kind of according to your schedule, I think is, is so huge. It really does help it actually One of happen. my favorite easy in a pinch dinners where I am scrambling is breakfast for dinner because yes, you can do yeah. the eggs. I always have bacon on hand usually, or some kind of, you know, breakfast meat. So eggs, bacon, toast, something like that. And you can make yeah. an omelet. Like I make each kit, like we make omelets or something like that. It's so easy. Yeah. And nutritious and filling. Right. So, yeah, that's a great suggestion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. We, so many, so many easy meal ideas. So hopefully they've gotten some really good easy meal ideas from us. Um, another question that I got that I think, and this is another two part question, so we can kind of split this up, but we kind of answered this in the last I guess we kind of answer this with the last question on easy meals, but what are some of your healthy meal staple foods that you tend to keep on hand? Mm -hmm. So I guess I can kind of divide it like pantry items versus like in stock, fresh produce. I tend to always have bananas. My kids love bananas. So we stock a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. I try to do kind of seasonal fruits and vegetables just because obviously those are going to taste better. Uh, and berries are like $10, you know, a pound in <laughs> December, but, um, yeah, so normally I try and do seasonal fruits and vegetables, eggs. We always have eggs on hand. I eat eggs almost every morning for breakfast or every other morning. They're just a great protein source and my kids will eat them Yes. and, uh, rolled oats. So there's a bag from Costco. I love to snag if any of you are Costco members. Uh, but it's from, I think it's like one degree organics. It's like my favorite mm. rolled oats um, or steel cut oats yeah, from there. They're really, really great. And then, um, and they're a great price point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'd usually have like canned beans that I really like to use a lot for food. Yeah. So pantry items like garbanzo beans and black beans are the, probably my top beans that I use. Mm. I always have those on hand. Um, I mentioned bacon for like breakfast or dinner, but I usually always have bacon because I use bacon in stocks. Like a lot of times for, um, soups, like for extra flavoring, I'll use it in egg bakes. I like to just eat it on the side. I'll make BLTs with them or BLT wraps or whatever. So we have a lot of bacon on hand, the chicken sausage that you mentioned. I always have that because that is like Mm -hmm. one of my go-to easy sheet pan dinners is slicing up the chicken sausage with vegetables, sweet potatoes, always have sweet potatoes in the pantry. And then some other things are like bonza pasta. So I tend to have that. And then my favorite, uh, 
sauce as I love a good tasting marinara or like um, pasta sauce and Rouse makes a really, really good tasty mm, one. Yes. So they do have like some added sugar in it, which is fine. But um, the flavor of it is so good compared to other mm. pasta sauces, if you know. And at Costco, you can get them like the two giant jars for such a good price. I can't remember what it is, but it's such a deal. So that's yeah. usually where I grab it. And so my easy, like go-to super easy dinner. Another one is like, I'll have ground beef. And so mm. we can do ground beef with the Rouse with, um, the bonza sauce. And then I'll just put like, I'll toss that all together and put it in like a cast iron and then sprinkle some like fresh mozzarella on it and throw mm. it in the oven to like bake yeah. it. And the kids really like that. It's kind of like a pasta bake that takes, you know, 15 minutes. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you kind of mentioned like, other staple items. I usually always have a healthy, I don't know if this is healthy meal staples, but I usually have some kind of cheese, of course, because I use that for kids sandwiches, lunches. Um, I get this like packaged guacamole from Costco. Now this is gonna be a Costco shout out, but they have a really good like organic guacamole that comes in like mm-hmm. little cups. Yeah. Really good yeah. snacks for the kids to eat. Um, I love to have healthy, it's kind of your but healthy snack items. I don't know about you because with yes, kids, like yeah. my kids want to, my two-year-old especially is like in this phase of, I want to live on snacks and snacks alone. So <laughs> I have to have some kind of snack option. So like the Siete chips with guac are a really great one. Mm, She'll snack yes. on those. Um, the simple Mills crackers with cheese. Um, I do whole fat Greek yogurt because the whole fat is just going to keep them full. I mean, it's a better fat source and it keep you full longer and it tastes yeah. so good. So that with like crumb, like crumbled granola, or I make homemade granola bars sometimes too. I just posted a recipe on my Instagram actually, mm-hmm. but you can crumble those on so the, um, on the yogurt with like fresh fruit. My kids love that for snacks. Another thing I like to use that whole fat Greek yogurt for is I make like a peanut butter dip for apples. Ooh. So it's kind of like apples and peanut butter, but actually I just like take you know, Greek yogurt. And I put like a tablespoon of peanut butter and I stir it in to Mm. give it some flavor. And then I'll sprinkle some chocolate chips on top. And the kids think it's so, you know, like dessert, like (laughs) they eat that with sliced apples and they love it. So that's another, um, fun snack that they like. So I don't know if those are kind of my staples, peanut butter, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else, maybe while you're talking, I'll probably think of some more of my top ones, but frozen meats. Do I always have like ground beef in the freezer and then like frozen chicken? Because if I have frozen chicken, that a big bag of quinoa, rice, chicken stock, I can sweet potatoes and greens. I can make like any kind of dinner real quick. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love all those. I'm thinking of so many as you're talking. I'm like, I wrote down (laughs) some of them and I'm like, Yep. I I keep that on hand too. And I keep that on hand too. (laughs) Smoothie items. I keep a lot of frozen fruit in the fridge too. I always have frozen bananas on hand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We are very similar. We have a lot of very similar ingredients. So, I mean, we're the same in terms of we keep a lot of fresh, we keep a lot of fresh items on hand and we try to eat in season as much as possible in terms of our veggies. But then there are some veggies that our kids just always love. And so mm-hmm. we will keep, we will consistently buy the veggies that they love, especially the veggies in season they love. Um, and fruit, we also try to eat in season. But if there's a good deal on berries, I will buy the berries because my kids will eat them. And mm-hmm. so as much as we try to eat in season, you know, we also definitely, but we do a lot of frozen fruits as well. And we'll also keep frozen veggies on hand for quick and easy meals. I love using frozen, um, frozen mixed veggies for 
uh, curries because they actually, they hold their texture, I find, in curries, whereas sometimes I find frozen veggies can sort of turn to mush in different ingredients um, or different different ingredients, different recipes. But we do typically keep, we'll keep frozen, like frozen um peas and frozen corn on hand to throw in different meals as well. Those aren't more starches than they are vegetables, but we'll keep those on hand. But we'll also keep frozen green beans. We'll cook frozen green beans right from frozen and we'll roast them up. And those are actually really delicious. My kids really like those. So we'll keep frozen veggies just to make sure we have some veggies on hand if we tend to not, if we don't, if we run out of fresh veggies. Um, But our priority is always kind of fresh veggies. I always keep spinach on hand. We use that for smoothies and then I'll toss a handful or two of spinach into pretty much every soup or stew that I make. And mm-hmm. it just adds some extra greens and my kids will either eat it or they'll pick it out either way. But I always have smoothie ingredients. Like I said, frozen fruit. I always keep, cause I, I, I drink smoothies for breakfast pretty much every morning. And my kids also love smoothies. And so we'll keep frozen fruit. We keep some sort of milk on hand. Um, I don't tend to drink dairy milk cause it just doesn't feel great. And so we'll keep almond milk, cashew milk, or oat milk on hand as well. So those are staples that we'll always have on hand. Um, I usually have some sort of a protein powder for myself, for the kids. They do have a kid's protein powder, but sometimes we'll just use Greek yogurt. We also keep full fat Greek yogurt on hand. My youngest daughter loves that for breakfast. So we'll always have that on hand. So that's definitely a staple for us. Eggs as well. If I am not drinking a smoothie for breakfast, I'm having eggs. Like that's basically the other mm-hmm. option. So in terms of in terms of fridge ingredients, it kind of changes week to week because depending on what I'm cooking, but for the most part, fresh veggies, fresh fruit, always have spinach on hand, eggs, Greek yogurt. Um, Like I mentioned, I always have that chicken sausage on hand as well. And I usually have a couple of packs on hand because that makes a quick and easy meal. We love that as a sheet pan. I also love slicing up the sausage and, oh, speaking of frozen veggies, I will also slice it up and toss it in a pan with some avocado oil. And I will buy the fire roasted pepper and onion blend. It's a frozen vegetable blend Mm -hmm. from Trader Joe's and toss that in and saute that up together. And we'll either serve that over rice or sometimes they have these brioche hot dog buns and we'll make them into like sausage and pepper rolls. So let's see other fridge staples. We always keep cheese on hand and some sort of deli meat or the pepperoni I mentioned before that Applegate turkey pepperoni just for quick lunches for the kiddos. Um, So we tend to keep those things in our fridge. We usually have some sort of either a sourdough or sprouted grain bread. Kids love toast for breakfast. My husband and love sandwiches. So we like to keep that on hand. Those are kind of our fridge staples. Other than that, the, the veggies change week to week, the meats that we buy change week to week, but we typically do. Um, we will have meat in our freezer, ground beef, we always have chicken breast, chicken thighs just for easy meals. We can defrost that. And um, frozen shrimp, I mentioned too, we like to have that on hand for stir fries or fried rice or shrimp tacos. So we like to have those on hand. And those are kind of our fridge and freezer staples. In terms of our pantry, we always have quinoa on hand. We always have rice on hand. So those are usually the base for bowls. I will sometimes do, um, I do have a quinoa fajita casserole recipe on the blog where I will toss quinoa with some sauteed peppers and onions. You can also use that same blend I mentioned for the sausage if you don't want to do fresh onions and peppers. And I'll mix that with some quinoa and fajita seasonings and some chicken that I've, I've shredded up, either rotisserie chicken or chicken I've cooked in the Instant Pot. And then we will top that with cheese or you can do it without cheese as well. 
that's a really easy dinner. And that sounds complicated, but it literally comes together in 20 minutes. And I will oftentimes do when I do my meal prep at the beginning of the week, which I do pretty much every week for about an hour. I don't prep for hours and hours, but I'll cook some quinoa ahead of time. And because quinoa reheats really well, I mm-hmm. find compared to some other grains, um, especially compared to rice, rice is great reheated in like a stir, um, not a stir fry in fried rice, but I don't love reheated rice, but reheated quinoa is pretty easy. So we will use that in bowls throughout the week. We'll make, I'll make a quinoa salad. So we love keeping quinoa on hand. We eat rice with a lot of our meals. Um, bonza pasta is also a staple for us. We always have a couple different types of bonza pasta on hand. I mentioned the cashew cream sauce. My kids love We'll also serve it with a sauce. There's a couple sauces at Trader Joe's my kids really like. So we'll keep pasta sauce on hand as well. Beans and lentils. We do canned beans. And then I also keep dried beans on hand because I'll, I'll cook those up in the instant pot. If I'm going to cook beans more or if I'm going to uh, make beans more than once in a week or serve a dinner with beans more than once in a week, then I will make them in the instant pot. If I'm just using them for one meal, I'll usually use canned. So we usually keep the same on hand. We keep chickpeas, we keep black beans. We usually keep white beans on hand too. Um, So we definitely keep those on hand. I love lentil soup or like a um, red lentil doll, a coconut doll. Coconut milk is something I always keep on hand too, because I love the green curry or a red curry. The kids Mm -hmm. tend to like the green curry. It's a little bit more mild. And so um, we'll keep that on hand as well. So always have coconut milk on hand. So we'll have various kind of oh, nuts same. It's good in smoothies too. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. Oh my gosh. It's it makes so it good. super creamy. Yeah. Or like popsicles. <laughs> oh, we haven't done popsicles with coconut milk. Uh, yeah. If you make the That's strawberries with coconut milk, it's like so delicious Ooh. and a little honey. We're going to have to try that this summer. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. That sounds delicious. <laughs> We always keep a lot of nuts and seeds on hand too. Um, we will make homemade nut milk, not every week. I'm not super mom, so we will not make it every week, but we'll make some homemade nut milk. I make that cashew cream sauce. And then I love making homemade energy balls. So we'll do a lot of those. And so cashews, almonds, we like to keep those on hand. Dates as well for making those energy balls. Mm-hmm. Um, dates are delicious by themselves too. I love a date stuff with some almond butter as a snack. <laughs> yeah, I just um, dates in my smoothies too. Yes, yeah, yeah, they're delicious. Um, and we also keep a lot of snacks on hand too. We definitely always have peanut butter and almond butter on hand. We keep the same crackers and chips on hand as you. We love Simple Mills crackers. We love, I also love the brand Mary's. They have gluten free crackers and they have a rosemary garlic cracker. That is so delicious. It's slightly savory, slightly sweet, and it's really good with some cheese for a snack. Um, Oh, I didn't mention in the fridge, hummus and guacamole are also some of our staples too. We usually keep some sort of a pre-made hummus. I love making it myself, but it's something I know the kids will always love dipping in. And so we, we always have some sort of hummus and we do like guacamole on hand. Oh, I love keeping olives on hand as well, either mm-hmm. in the pantry or in the fridge, because they just add a pop of flavor to different bowls. Um, and I'll do, I'll also do a picadillo recipe, which comes together in like 10 minutes with ground beef and some uh, tomato paste and green olives and some peppers and onions. And everyone loves that. We'll serve that over rice as well. So those are kind of my main pantry staple ingredients. We also keep oats on hand. We'll do overnight oats. We'll make homemade granola. We will make baked oatmeal cups so that we keep on hand as well. And lots and lots of spices as well. I think spices are one of the best ways to jazz up your everyday meals, jazz up vegetables. We're talking about serving vegetables in different ways. So I love to keep a lot of spices on hand as well. So I think those are my, those are my main 
staple foods, very similar to yours. And we have very similar, we could, we could share fridges. (laughs) We could probably share fridges. Our pantries would be very similar. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So the, um, the last question, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up because your kiddos are getting a little bit antsy and my kiddos are going to get home soon as well. But, oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. We, I also had a question on breakfast ideas. We talked about lunch. We talked about dinner. We might as well talk about all of the meals. So what are some of your go-to healthy family breakfast ideas? Yeah. So I mentioned, I love eggs for breakfast because eggs are so nutritious, but they also keep me full. You know, if I eat just straight up carbs, I'm not going to be full and like, I'm going to need something else in an hour and a half. So I like, yeah. So egg scrambles of any sort are really great thing to do. So I'll throw whatever vegetables I have, a little feta cheese or goat cheese in there. And a lot of times the kids will eat them or I'll just make them some plain and then they can eat the plain scrambled eggs and I'll eat the part with all the veggies in it. Um, and I usually serve that with toast and then some kind of fruit on the side. That's like my go-to breakfast. Mm. Um, but I do have a recipe for like a protein oatmeal bowl that I really like that's on my Instagram page that the kids will also eat. Um, and that's loaded with like a nut butter and like chia seed, hemp seeds, all of that on there, which is really, really good. I mentioned smoothies are definitely some of my go-tos. I just have to make sure I load my smoothies with some fats and proteins because otherwise, yeah. you know, you burn through it really quick and your blood sugar spikes. And then I'm like, Oh, I have a sugar crash. So, uh, I love to add nut butters to my smoothies, either collagen peptides or a protein powder is a really great way to add some protein or whole fat Greek yogurt. Um, I think my favorite smoothie recipe has like mixed berries, nut butter, spinach, I think collagen peptides or protein powder. Um, I can't do a ton of dairy just because I'm lactose intolerant, but I'll do like oat milk or you know, whatever non-dairy milk. Um, and I add in some like chia seeds and that sort of thing. And that's like a really tasty smoothie. Oh, I like to add a date in too, because it adds a great amount of sweetness to it. Uh, and you know, I actually just did a post on this yesterday on my Instagram page. I'm trying to think what else I put like protein breakfast ideas. Yeah. Oh, yogurt bowls. I love Greek yogurt bowls, mm-hmm. but again, I load it up. So I do whatever, tons of fruit, um, nut butter, crumble, like granola, sometimes a drizzle of honey or maple syrup. And then I also want some of my pantry items are like chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds. So I'll do yeah. a bunch of sprinklings of those on there. And yeah, those are probably my go-tos. It's such a great way, the hemp and the chia and the flax are such a great way to add a boost of nutrition in a very small way and just keep those Mm -hmm. on hand. And we'll do that with the kids too. And they have fun like sprinkling their own chia seeds or hemp seeds onto their food as well. We love yogurt bowls as well. My kids like different things, different toppings on their yogurt bowls. So we will do something similar to those base meals, but yogurt's the base. And so they'll put what they want on. They like their yogurt more sweetened than I do. So they'll do honey or maple syrup on there Mm -hmm. with fruit. Um, My kids don't actually like granola in their yogurt, which I don't understand because I love a good homemade granola. (laughs) Yeah. My kids kind of go through phases, uh, but they do love hemp seeds, which is really funny because I'm like, I would think, you know, like, oh, maybe they're not going to like the texture, but they wanted the other day I gave it to Emily, like the yogurt and they love honey. They're really into the yogurt honey thing right now. And I didn't put the hemp seed. She goes, yeah, I need more stuff. And I couldn't figure out what she was talking about. She was talking about the hemp seeds. I love it. <laughs> so it just goes to show us if we serve these foods to our kids, even if we think that they might not like them, they might like them. So we can offer mm-hmm. them to them and, and they might, they might surprise us. Okay, friends. So all of the children are home and melting down. So we're going to finish this up <laughs> really quick. Um, but a couple of my other ideas, I've already kind of shared some of these, but 
I love smoothies. I drink them pretty much every morning. The kids like them too. Um, they have a kid's protein powder that they'll add in sometimes or whole milk Greek yogurt. Um, I love doing egg cups, but only one of my kiddos will eat those. The other one used to now she's not into them, but those are one of my favorite quick and easy. I love eggs as well. Like I mentioned, if I'm not drinking a smoothie, then I'll have eggs, but egg cups are really quick and easy and we can heat them up in, we don't have a microwave, so we'll heat them up in the, um, in a toaster oven or the oven. I haven't tried the air fryer yet, but we will make those in a muffin pan and we'll do, my kids love the broccoli cheddar ones. We will do Western style ones, a little bit of ham and peppers and onions. We will do a Greek style one and I'll do feta cheese and tomatoes in there. So we love egg cups and those we will actually um, just keep in the fridge and grab those for quick and easy breakfast. We love breakfast burritos. I will make those ahead and freeze those mm -hmm. too. I love making a healthier waffle. And if I'm going to make them, I'll make a few and I'll freeze them. It's actually been a while since I've done that. And so in, in making this list, I was like, I've got to make those again. Um, yeah, but I do for... them with pancakes, but I haven't done it in a while yes, too. Now that you yeah. say that. Like I put yeah. them in the freezer and it's so great because I just put them in the toaster. Yes. Yeah. And they turn and out so well. So easy. Yeah. So I think just batching some extra items when you are, if you're going to make something a little bit more special, like waffles or pancakes or something makes it so easy for quick and easy breakfast on busy mornings. Mm -hmm. um, my kids love toast. So we'll do toast with different toppings. We'll do toast. They love um, butter and jam, or we'll do peanut butter or almond butter and honey on top. We will do, um, let me see. I was trying to think of a couple other ideas. Those are kind of the main things that we will eat. I don't know if it's anything revolutionary, but they are, you know, some things that my kids will generally eat. Oh, oatmeal cups too. So we will make just like the egg cups, but we'll make oatmeal, baked oatmeal cups. And my kids like anything that they can pick up and hold in their hand and kind of eat mm -hmm. like that. And so whenever we make kind of individual size things, my kids are at least willing to try it. And so those are, those are kind of some of our, our favorites for breakfast and then scrambled eggs and toast, of course. And usually mm -hmm. we try to serve some sort of fruit on the side too. That's for breakfast. I focus on something, some sort of protein and then some sort of fruit. My kids don't usually mm -hmm. eat veggies at breakfast. I do only because it's in my smoothie and my go-to smoothie I, is very similar. <laughs> they used to. So like this morning I made the omelet with like our scramble with like eggs and mushroom and spinach and I, you know, feta, I eat it That's and then delicious. my 10 month old will eat it still. Cause I just cut whatever up and she'll eat whatever. But now my two and four year old, they'll be like, why is there green stuff in our eggs? I don't <laughs> want the spinach in here. I just want eggs. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll give you the plate. Choose your battles. That's, like the, That's moral what I said. Of, it's the moral it's of the story with this episode is choose your battles. But I think we've, I think we've given a ton of good ideas. This has been so fun to, to chat with you and to share about feeding our families healthy foods. I, I can't even count how many ideas we've given. So hopefully out of all of the ideas for breakfast, lunch, dinner, feeding kids who might be a little bit more selective, feeding kids of different ages. I think we gave a lot of, a lot of good ideas and inspiration, even if our did, our kids did end up melting down at the end of the episode. I hope so. I hope it was helpful. <laughs> oh my gosh. It has been so fun to chat with you, Leah, and have you on. I knew that this was going to be great. I knew that we have similar palates when it comes to food too. So I feel like we, we played off of each other a lot with our ideas. And so, <laughs> so hopefully yes. everyone enjoyed this. So Thank you again for joining me today. Do you want to just share with the listeners kind of where they can find you online so they can connect with you? 
Absolutely. So thanks so much for having me. This has been so much fun just chatting all things food, healthy eating, and how to um, live a healthy, balanced lifestyle as a family. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. My handle is leahs.nourished.life. And that's just where I post all things recipes, food, balanced eating. I post some clean beauty on there info because um, I'm also a beauty counter consultant. That's something I love sharing about. But yeah, I would love to reach out to me there. I would love to connect you. You can connect to you. You can send me a DM. I'm more than happy to answer any questions you may have. Yeah. Awesome. And I will put, I will link your Instagram in the show notes. They can find you over there as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.